0: Top word on kuf yud Bayz Omad aleph one twelve a here we go. The Mushi, v'leimoshi they are a person who lets blood back then this was a medical process that they would do back then they would purposely draw blood this is, this is shyly whether this applies as well to donating blood it's probably worthwhile. Uh, being machmir, being strict on it, but a person who does let blood out of their body and does not wash their hands, listen to this, Shiva Yami. you're going to be anxious for seven days without any particular reason because something to do with the Ruach Ra, with the spirit of impurity that comes upon a person that, uh, that lets blood, okay, so it's, a, it's proper to wash one's hands, Following bloodletting. What if a person gets a haircut and doesn't cut his hand? The the Aruch actually writes that following a haircut, it's proper to wash one's hands. When you go to from uh, barbershops and hair salons, they have a sink there for people to wash their hands following a haircut. And it's an appropriate thing for us to do as well. After receiving a haircut to go and wash one 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 one, right? The same way we wash uh Negovasar in the morning. And if a person does not wash their hands, the ramifications are that is mefahid You could end up being anxious for three days because of the Ra that comes from a haircut. The shakel tufre a person who cuts their nails and doesn't wash their hands afterwards, it's one day. Vlayada Maika Mefahit. And this is all, like we explained, under the circumstances when there's no other reason to have any sort of uh, anxiety. Yoda Usya Dargolifachtah says the Gemara, not something that causes stress or anxiety, but symbols of stress and anxiety is, if a person goes like this, they put their finger on top of their upper lip. That is a sign that they're very anxious. Yada Aputa, and if a person goes like this, puts their hand on their forehead, Darga Lashinsa, that means that they are uh that they are tired, right? It's a step towards sleep. Now, why is it important for the Gemara to tell us this? So that we could pick up on cues, right? What if you have somebody who's who you're talking to and they're going like this? So some people might say, "Hey, can I help you? You know what's bothering you." Other people, you know, now we know we could say to the person, "Any chance you got a haircut within the past three days? Any chance you donated blood in the last seven days? Because if you did, go wash your hands, and you might stop going like this." All right. So <laughs> <laughs> the Gemara is giving off different different symbolisms of how to read people in order to be able to help them. Tana, we learned in a Brisa. You're not supposed to keep food and water underneath a bed where somebody's sleeping. Even if it's, co- even if it's covered, there's a ruach ra Okay? There's a ruach It's improper to keep food underneath, uh, food or drink underneath a bed that people sleep upon. is very interesting. You should not drink water on Tuesday nights and Friday nights. All right? Now, let's qualify this. Let's qualify this. Yeah, water is a good thing. I'm on a water diet, you know? I got to get my gallon in. Yeah, it's Tuesday night. I didn't drink enough water. What am I supposed to do, you know? So, it says you shouldn't You shouldn't drink water. And if you do, <speaking in Spanish> says the Gomorrah, What's the danger of drinking water on a Tuesday night or a Friday night? It says the Gumara. Ruach ra. there's a Ruach ra. all right. There's there's uh, there's shade, okay. Now, the Mefarshim qualify this, and they say this is only talking about when it's very dark on a Tuesday night and Friday night. You have no light, so somehow there's a shade that brings a, that's out on Tuesday nights and Friday nights when it gets very dark. He somehow connects to water. So be very careful of drinking water in the pitch darkness on Tuesday nights and Friday nights. What if I'm thirsty and I don't have a candle? What should I do? Yeah, I got to get my water. Says the Gemara Shiva David Here's what you should do: pretend like it's Friday night in Shul and start singing Mizmar LeDavid. Yeah. Koyla sham mahla moye bella kavare you do slime call back nigen I sham my Ibrahim Carlosamba kayla sham bahador kayla sham zebra rosin vai shaber sham ausiere wonen koyla sham hoycev labai says koyla sham yakhomir boyago sham kadash koyla sham khayla yovazvyago zavyarois ob ekhal kamera kavai di you sing your kalbach nigen and after that the shade runs away and you could drink all right the Eloi. And what if... I don't know about heart? So it's very dark. It's a Tuesday night. It's a Friday night. I need a drink of water. And I forgot the Kalbach Negan. So what do I do? Says the Gemara. Here's something that officially is easier to remember. You should say... Lul Shafana Nigrainan ben Kakve Yasivna benbligi Shmeine Yazilna. Alright? You say to these apparently the shade, uh these bad spirits of the waters for Tuesday nights and Friday nights are Lul Shafan an Nigrain and Anir Dufin. And I'm saying to these four Ruach, I'm sitting by the stars and I go both between the thin and the husky, okay? Which the Rashbam says, people, which the Rashbam uh, implies means I'm basically um, telling them, I'm telling these Ruach ras, there's other people out there that are more tasty to mess with. Don't mess with me. There's other people out there, you know, uh, if, if you don't mind. You know, uh please leave me alone. Okay. Says the Gemara, let's say I can't remember that. says so if there's somebody with me, Na I should wake that person up and say to him, Planya Planya, Tzakimaya. Um Yanko Ben I'm thirsty. And as long as I tell somebody else that I'm thirsty on a very dark Tuesday night or Friday night, the Hadar Nishti then uh, I am permitted to drink. Okay. Now again, what the mafarshim say is, what does it help to wake somebody else up? So Shay them like to mess with individuals. Once you're with two people, there's somebody else around, or uh, there's a mention of another person. So it makes it uh, it makes it less of a danger. The Eli, what if I don't have anybody else with me? Me karkesh nachtema achatzva. I should. I should, uh, you know, kind of like shake a grogger, you know, make some noise with my pots. hodar nishti and then I should drink, right? Now, what's the purpose of doing that? So the reason for that is, if you make a lot of noise, then the the shadim think that there may be, there, there's possibly somebody else with you. Otherwise, what's the whole racket? So you pretend like there's somebody else around. V'ilai, let's say I don't have a grogger to shake. So then I should put something into the water and then I could drink the water in the dark on the Tuesday night or Friday night. All right. Very interesting. You shouldn't drink water from a stream or a river when it's very dark at night. And if you do it, Sakana, danger. My Sakona, what's the danger? Sakona Shavriri. The Rashbam says Shavriri is weak eyesight. It could lead to blindness. Let's say I'm thirsty. I want to drink. It's dark. I want to drink from the river or the stream. What do I do? I have somebody else with me. I should say to the other person. I'm thirsty. I want water. If there's nobody with you. He should say out loud to himself, Planya Umra that my, uh, you know, uh, Beryl's mother, your own mother, you know, said like this very interesting. Now look at all these words and notice how each word that I read is the same word a little shorter. Okay? Is Dahar, be careful. Me shavriri shavriri vriri riri yirei okay but backwards right instead of, instead of adding to the name we're subtracting from the name this happens to be the name of the shade of the ruach raw that goes to the water so basically what I'm saying is shavriri I'm getting his name shorter and shorter, so he thinks I'm moving like further away. You know, I'm getting rid of him over here. And Sechini Maya I am uh, I'm thirsty for water in Kosi in, Chaviroi. Uh, Kosi Chaviroi are uh, cups that are made out of pottery. Ah, it's not made out of pottery. That's the whole cup. Because this ruach ra doesn't mess with water at night that's in a cup. Really, I don't have a cup. I'm drinking straight from a stream. I'm drinking from a spring. It's late at night. The, they only mess with with uh, late night stream drinkers. So if I say his name, further, further, you know, less and less, and then I say I'm drinking from a pottery cup. So then, you know, maybe I could trick him, and he doesn't realize I'm drinking from the stream, and he's not going to mess with me. Okay. Fine. That completes the topic from yesterday. All right? Here we go. We're going to continue on Agarita, but a brand, new, a brand new topic now. Okay, We're now like uh, ten lines into the wide lines. A very, very fascinating Gemara. Here we go. Two dots. By the colon. We said that a poor person should drink the four cups of wine even if he's so poor that he's supported by a pushka. Even if you're supported by a pushka, you need to spend money on wine. Says the Gemara, yeah, why not? If you're poor, does that mean you don't need to keep Shabbos? If, that's, if you're poor, does that mean you don't need to put on tefillin? What are you talking about? There's a mitzvah of the Dalit Kaisis. Why would I think that a poor person shouldn't drink four cups of wine? Says the Gemara Pshita. There's a mitzvah to do. Go do it. Says the Gemara, no, it ain't so simple. You know why? Rebbe Kiva says, Rebbe Kiva, I remember when he got married, he became, he was very poor when he, when he went to learn Torah, And he said, better to not have to purchase special Shabbos foods than to rely on others. To have to collect money and rely on others from tzedakah is nishgit. And it's worthwhile eating cereal and milk for your Friday night Sa'uda than to go around collecting for a fancier Friday night meal. But Rabbi Akiva agrees that the four cups that represent the four steps of Geulah, it's worthwhile for a poor person to go and collect money to spend on the wine. Even though for a Shabbos meal, Rabbi Akiva would say, never good to rely on Sudaka funds. Stay away from it as much as you can. But when it comes to the Dalit Kaisis, the four cups at the Pesach Seder, Rebekah is going to agree that it's appropriate to take tzedakah in order to drink the four cups. Tarnat of Eliyot, they learned in the base of Elio. Now the term of literally is brises of conversations that Tanayim had when they met the prophet Elio, Elijah the prophet. Okay, And it was taught in Eliyot's name. Alpha Bisham Rebekah says, says, Better teeth, Cheerios, and milk and than to rely on handouts. Okay, it's always appropriate to have us one special Shabbos food in your house. All right, one special Shabbos. My ninu. for example, what? Amar of Papa. Papa says, "Kasa de harsinah." A cup of harsana Harcina is—it's kind of like a fried herring, fried herring, something like that—a little, a little, a little piece of fish. We learned in the be bold as a nummer, a leopard; a kalkanesha light as an eagle; rats got speed, run like a deer; the a and be strong like a lion." to do the will of HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh wants us to have special foods for Shabbos. A person should go out of the way to make sure there's at least some sort of special foods for Shabbos. And now we're going to get into a beautiful Gemara discussing the importance of having special Shabbos food. Taner Banon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. There were seven commandments, seven... Um, it literally means a command. But it's like his last will and testament. You know, like uh, rules. Seven rules. that Rabbi Kiva told his son, Rabbi Yeshua. Bini, my son. al shall ear the Tishnah. Don't sit in an elevated place where everybody looks at you while you're learning because you're not going to be successful. Torah needs tznias. It needs modesty it needs modesty to be successful in Torah, you can't be sitting on, uh, uh, above and beyond everybody. Don't live in a city whose leaders are says the Rashbam, listen to this. Yeah, it is. You can't have a city where everybody is learning Torah. It ain't going to work. You need people who have funds. You need people who know business. You need people who have vision to build a place, if the whole city is Tamide chachamim and the Askanim are sitting and learning Torah the whole day, that city ain't gonna last. Hakadosh Baruch Hu made twelve tribes for a reason. There's twelve tribes for a reason. There's a tribe of Levi who sit and learn. There's Yisachar, Shimon. They teach those that work. All different industries. You gotta live in a city where there's variety of talents. About the and also never walk suddenly into your home, even if it's your own house. Knock on the door, give two knocks, and then walk in. It's not fair to everybody else. It's not fair to walk in on people um, uh, uh, without them, with you know, without them knowing. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I always thought it was strange. My father never walked into my room without knocking. It's his house, you know. He, gave, he would always give a couple knocks to see whether somebody was inside, behind that door first. You don't know what, what somebody how somebody's dressed, if they need privacy. You don't know what's going on. It's always appropriate to give a couple knocks before you walk into even your own house. Kolskin, the Bez Chavarchal, Kavachayimberg, you knock and wait to go into your friend's house. You don't walk into somebody else's uh, house. Don't open their door without knocking. And make sure to wear shoes. Okay? Why is it important to wear shoes? Says the Rashbam. Um, uh, because if you're a Talmud Chacham, which Rabbi Yeshua was, you got to walk around in a respectful manner. You can't look disheveled. Make sure to eat breakfast in the morning. In the summer, you're going to need the energy because you're going out into the heat. And in the winter, because of the cold. Says the Rashbam, food is fuel and protection. If you have food in your belly, when you go out into the heat, you're not going to dehydrate. If you have food in your belly, when you go out into your cold, your body will be more robust. It will be stronger and be able to withstand any cold that you experience in the winter. Better to eat cereal and milk than to rely on other handouts for Shabbos. Very, very chashev, by the way. People hire others or go into business with others when things look good on paper. Says you want to know who, who to get involved in? Look for people that have good mazel. Don't look for people with the big degrees. Don't look for people with the big names. Eh? Make sure mazel's shining on them. If mazel's shining on them, those are people to get involved. The um, of Papa of Papa says. <inaudible> We're not dealing with purchasing something or buying something. That's your own, uh, that's your own uh, you know, uh, choice, whether you want something. But we're dealing with going into business, going into a shutvah, going into a partnership. What does it mean when it says that you have received bracha in whatever you have done? Whoever took a pruta from Iyab, that pruta was blessed even to buy and purchase anybody who did business with Eiv, what's called in English, Job, saw a mazel come from that money. Now that we mentioned seven things that Rabbi Akiva instructed his son, Rabbi Yeshua, to be careful with, we're now going to mention five things that Rabbi Akiva told Rav Shimbar Yechai, his Talmud. Shimbar Yechai's rebbe was Rabbi Akiva, okay. And um, Rav Shimbar Yechai and Rabbi Akiva both were learning Torah. Rabbi Akiva was put in prison, right? We read, we read about this on on Tishbev, famous story, and he was put in prison for teaching Torah publicly. And Rev Shimon bar Yechai, also, you know, he, he went to Rabbi Akiva to be able to con- uh, keep learning Torah by him. So Rav Shimon bar Yechai said to him, Rabbi, teach me Torah. Rabbi Akiva said, I'm not going to teach you Torah, says the Rashbam, because Rabbi Akiva said, it's enough that I'm in jail, if it's enough that I'm in prison, I don't want you to be in prison. If they see me learning with you, they'll imprison you too, and klaus Yisrael needs you. So we can't afford for you to also be in prison. So Amar said, if you don't teach me." Right? I'm gonna tell. Uh, I'm gonna snitch. If you don't teach me, I'm gonna to snitch to my father, and um, uh, my my father Yechai is uh, gonna make things worse for you. He's basically he's basically telling his rabbi, "Come on." Yeah, uh, you know, I need to learn Tara. I'm a to of a Kiva said, let me tell you something. More than a calf wants to drink a nurse from its mother, para writes a the cow, the mother, wants to nurse. Meaning, a parent always loves a child more than a child loves a parent. A Rebbe always loves a Talmud more than a Talmud loves the Rebbe. As much as you want me to teach you Tyra and you're saying you're so thirsty for it, I want to teach you Tyra even more. Listen, what's in your business? You're, you're already in prison. I'm the one who's taking the risk, right? I might go, uh, I might go to prison. So let me make my own decisions. If I want to learn Torah, that's that's my uh, that's my prerogative. I can do what I want. If you want to kill yourself, go kill yourself. Right? And when you teach your son, teach him with a book that doesn't have any sort of mistakes in them. Okay? So What what's this conversation? What's your that when you teach your son something new, Shabeshta Kivon de'ol, oh. You gotta be very careful, and this is so fascinating, because once a kid learns something, that's how he's going to understand it forever. It's so interesting, the way that we understand Chumash is the way our kindergarten teacher taught it to us. Moshe in the box, Agan Samaisa, whatever our teacher told us when we were little kids, we keep that picture forever. And all of a sudden, it's like somebody throws a loop into the story. It's like, no, that's not the story. Yeah, how do you know? Because somebody told you when you were four years old? All of a sudden, you're a four-year-old Talmud Chacham? Yeah? No, what happened was, when, when we were young, that's how it was put into our minds, and, and it, it stays there permanently like that, okay? And therefore, that uh, Rebbe Kiva is telling of Shem to make sure that, first of all, to, to make sure that whenever you teach your kid something, make sure he has a book that has no mistakes. But, and what, what else did he teach him? Don't cook in a pot that your friend cooked in already. So, what does that mean? My nihu. Gerusha Bechaye Okay? Never marry a woman who's divorced, whose husband is still alive. The Omar Mar, because the Tana taught us, this is where Abakiva taught the Tana taught us, Garusha Nosa Grusha Arba Deyais b'mita. When people come with background baggage, into the intimacy of a relationship okay so it's very hard for that ultimate bond to happen the intimacy between a husband and wife is the, the, from the most holy things that exist in the world and it's two sides of one person coming back together Adam as one and at the time of intimacy between husband and wife, they're returning as one. And if somebody can enter that moment, bring in their mind somebody else into that relationship, the whole relationship is now lacking. And therefore he's telling Rushim Bar that if you have a divorcee whose husband is alive, that you're never gonna reach the ultimate level of intimacy with that woman. I what does it help if he's dead? Very simple. We know that the memory of somebody starts to starts to move away after 12 months. Right? So, even if she's divorced and then the husband dies, okay. So, if after a certain period of time, the memory removes and it's okay. Or you could say, Rabbi mm-hmm. Kivo is telling him it's referring even to a widow, Lefi, because top of Amadez, She'em call etzbois, Shavais. Because not all its bodies are the same, and therefore any woman that's been with another man um, will probably, you know, there's a good chance will have thoughts of that other person. Again, at, over here, what Rabbi Akiva is telling him is that it's not that there's a concern of comparison; that we're not going there. The concern is: can you reach the ultimate kedusha in the relationship? It's very hard to do that when people are focused on others. Now, unfortunately, we'll say nowadays we don't have, it's very hard for people to focus anyway, whether or not somebody else has been married, right? Uh, Halavai, people don't think about anything else uh, when they're together with their spouse. But we see the madrega, we see the level that is expected or, and that can be achieved within such a holy union. Mit, what else did Rabbi Akiva tell Rabbi Shemar Yachai? Mitzvah Gov Godal. Okay? If you want to do a mitzvah and make it um, very worthwhile financially, the Peirais V'Loi Socher. Here's what you should do. You should lend money and the <speaking in Hebrew> Socher. And have a collateral of real estate. Why? Very simple. One of the greatest mitzvahs you could do is lend money to somebody. Sometimes even more than tzedakah, because when I give tzedakah to somebody, they feel indebted to me forever. Sometimes, okay, not me, but when you give a person feels indebted to the person, right? If you lend somebody, they at least feel they can give back. They they, they keep a lot more of their self-esteem. I borrowed it for a limited time, and now I'm returning it. Okay, but if somebody's down on their luck, how do you know they're ever going to pay you back? So, if you have property that uh, that can guarantee it. So now you've got a huge mitzvah, and you're guaranteed that you're not going to lose out um, financially from it either. Mitzvah of a guftahar if a person wants to do a mitzvah and have a a guftar, have absolute purity of the body, he should marry a woman, and uh, to him, he will have children through this woman. Okay? What does that mean? So that's referring to the natural um, desires between men and women. That there's always going to be that push, uh, that desire that's put into the world uh, in order to have, and in order for a number of things. But one of the things you gain from it is children. And Rebbe Kiva is telling Rebbe Shimba Yachai if you want to do a mitzvah and have a guftar, so you use this desire in a holy fashion, which means you marry a woman, you end up with children, if, you're, if, if they merit. Uh, to to have children and in this way also the desires are done in a holy way in a very uh, in a very tahar fashion I would say just dealing with young couples one of the most important things <clears throat> to sit down with a religious young couple to get into their minds is sometimes especially if people people were, were raised religious so the whole talk of sexuality and sex and all those things that are given like a very uh, impure feeling. Okay? It's like, oh, you stay away from that, you know? That's, that's kind of like what, what we're taught when we're younger. As soon as we get married, this thing that's kind of like, we'll say, frowned upon before you're married becomes one of the most important and holiest acts that you can be involved in. And people need to have this paradigm shift where it's like all of a sudden this thing which you know you've been trying to hold off from is really something that uh is really something that was that's uh that has holiness. I remember my mother telling us. Uh, and she my mother would say this in in her class on Shalom Bayis. You're standing in a you're standing in an aisle, standing in an aisle in a supermarket, right? You're 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 by the cashier. All of a sudden there's some couple they start making out start kissing in front of everybody like ain't no thing you know no problem so your kids are standing there and they're like you know they got these they got these big eyes like just looking at these uh, two people you know just like kissing in front of everybody like what's going on right what are you doing so my mother would say don't tell your children that what these people are doing is disgusting because it's not This is a natural thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into the world. Don't tell your children to look away. Don't tell them what these people are doing is an Avera. Don't don't say anything like that. What you tell your kid is, it's so sad to see people doing something so special out in public. Things like this are too special to be publicized. They should be kept private. So she would tell us to tell our kids, right? This way, the child understands that when you're in a when you're in a kosher relationship, you're supposed to be doing this. That's what goes on, but we don't do this publicly because things that are precious are kept private. Things that are holy are uh, things that are holy are kept private. We're now going to move on to four things that Rebbe, the author of Mishnah, taught uh, told his children. Don't live in shchansiv because they're latezanim. they are a bunch of they, they scorn people. That's like the that that's the type of uh, humors they have. and they're going to draw you into it. Okay, mockery and scorning is the most terrible midos that uh, that a person can have, and everybody else thinks it's funny. Valteshev Saramis. And don't sit upon the bed of an Arami woman. What does it mean? Don't sit on the bed of an Arami woman. Some say it means don't go to bed like an Arami. Which means make sure to say Kriyashma. Before you go to sleep. Some say that not to marry uh, a woman from Aram who converts. And some say... That um, Aramis Mamish know what it means. In Arami, a non Jewish Arami woman, when we show Maisha the Rav Papa, and because of the story of Rev Papa, there's a famous story of Rav Papa. We learned this together in Brachos, uh, right when we started, uh, the, right when we, in the beginning of Brachos, when we were starting Daf together. So we told over a story of Rav Papa. He was sitting on a bed, and it turned out it was some sort of libel. Yeah, they, he, they, they offered him to sit on the bed, and um, she had put her dead son underneath the mattress. And when she came back, she told her papa he purposely smothered her child, right? And her papa wasn't aware that there was a child underneath the bed. And therefore, be very wary of these uh, Arami women. He says, like this This is what Rebbe tells his kids Don't try to get out of paying taxes. called the You try stealing and swindling a few bucks, if you're busted, it's much worse. Much worse. Don't stand in front of an axe when he comes up from the swamp. Because the axe, says the Rashbam, it's kind of hyper, right? Uh, when the ox comes up from the swamp, is a little overly excited, a little hyper, and you start messing around with it, it might, uh, it might, it might go after you. Omar, Amar, uh, Shmuel. Shmuel, says, what type of ox coming up from the swamp? Bishar shachar This is a black ox, and in the month of Nisan, the month of Nisan is the spring when the grass is starting to grow. And it's a very exciting time of year for the animals. They feel, you know, the oxen particularly feel like all, oh, you know, uh, like the good times are coming. The grass is growing. They got, they got food to munch on. And the oxen get a little wild. Make sure to stay away from a shartam. Which is an ox that doesn't have a status of goring fifty muad and an ox that has a status of goring, don't even go within within uh, eyesight. Tana the Rabbi Meir, reish tura um sak leigra uchte darga mi tutach. Even if the ox isn't looking, meaning it's looking down into its basket, it's in the middle of eating. Make sure to run up, uh, to run up the roof, run up to the roof, and uh, get away as fast as you can. No, to make sure that the bull does not catch you. What does that mean? Zalp Rashi, there's Rashi and Rashi Rashi says that it means uh, that um, to put yourself into a situation where the bull has no possibility no natural ability to even come near you. Amarav Rav says, the Tura If a person wants to um, get rid of a wild animal, you should say the words Aryeh hey, hey. If you a lion chasing somebody, you should say Zezah. the Gamla A camel, you say Dada. Hilni Hayah and from a boat. Okay, now the Rashbam says, "What do you mean from a boat?" This is talking about people who need to work hard, and they would they would like a tugboat. They would pull the boats out. If you want to inspire your workers, the proper words to use are Hilni Hayah These are all words that apparently spur on people and give them the energy. To keep going. Amra um, Ba'abai says, Our dog, uh, or I'm sorry, our, uh leather, dog, fish, the kais hot water, ubeitim, eggs, the kinim levonim, and white lice. Kulon koshim le acher. These things are all koshe le acher. What is dovar acher? So the mefarshim here explain it's referring to taras. All right, referring to terras, it causes ailments of the skin or mandig de what well when is skin bad for your skin when you sleep on unfinished leather it's not finished yet it's not completely processed that's bad, Doug, how is fish bad for you? Shibuta. This is eating Shibuta in the month of Nisan. Okay? Shibuta is a type of, uh, is apparently some type of fish. And to eat it in the springtime of the month of Nisan is not good. I'm not sure what. Kais. What is Kais chamin? A cup of hot water. What's that? Shiura Kasa da Harsana. This is actually, I'm sorry, Kais is a cup. I'm sorry, I read Kais. Yeah, Kais chamin. is hot water, but the, we split up. Kais is a problem with Kais is a person who eats uh, leftover karsa de harsina. Okay? Also, that was some sort of milk dip. Chamin, hot water. Chamime de chamime mishadru ilave. This is a person who likes taking hot showers. Um, a person takes very, very hot showers, so it can be harmful as far as saras is concerned. Beitzim, man de midrach aklipin. This is a person who walks on eggshells. I guess literally, you know, we use that figuratively very often. You've got to walk on eggshells around people, you know. The person walks on eggshells. This is a person who washes his clothing. And you don't wait eight days for the lice to go away. You have lice on your clothing, so you wash it to get the lice away. Then you put it back on within eight days. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. The lights are going to come right back. And it's going to be kosher le acher. It's going to be bad as far as taras is concerned. So we're just, we, this, these Gemara's are going through various uh, circ, uh, situations that uh, that we should be concerned for our health and to refrain from. Amr um, al Papa, Papa says, If you have a house with a cat, you shouldn't go into a house with a cat without wearing shoes. My time, or why not? You shouldn't, Shunra, koto le because often cat kills uh, a snake, the ochilei and eats it, the isbe garmi katini, and there could be little pieces of the snake, the and you might get a little piece snagged into your foot, and it could put you into danger because it can enter your system. Ika amri, there are those that say based on the bashunra. That it's the that not if a house has a cat that can have, that could kill a snake, but a house with no cat, be inish uh, Make sure, excuse me, make sure not to go in it when it is dark. My time of why, because if there's no cat to kill the snake, then there might be a snake and you won't become realize it, and it's a sakana. So make sure to have a light on. So you could see where you walk. Rebbe. There were three instructions. The Rebbi Shmo gave to Rebbe. Okay. So there's a whole shiloh over here why he gave these instructions to Rebbe. Rebbe was his Rebbe, wasn't like his Talmud or whatever. There's a whole discussion whether it's referring to Rabbi HaKadosh or it's referring to somebody else. Alright. Makish Simen. Alright. And the way to remember the three things is Mem What do you say? Al tas mum ba'atzmacham. Never cause any sort of mum, any sort of blemish on yourself. Says Gemara, what is he talking about? Maihi. What type of blemish? What it means is don't have a court case against three people. If you go against three people, it's going to be too difficult to overcome because they can start playing around with you. Uh, we know in a Jewish court, two people are are Adam. so if they really want to beat you, well, all they'll do is is make one the litigant; the other two will be fake adim. And they might be able to pull up pull it off so if you ever go against three people with a claim you're really setting yourself up for uh for failure also don't go near things that you can't afford. And also, when your wife goes to the mikvah, do not have, uh, don't be connected to her, don't have intercourse the first night. Okay, so the second one of, if you can't afford something, don't even go near it to want it, we get. All right, fine, that's a good instruction. Yeah? What do you, what do you set in your eyes? So, so often, people, we, we set our eyes on things that we didn't necessarily need and all of a sudden it's like oh you know eh, eh. there's a uh, there's a famous quote i believe the guy's name is lev leviev he's a jewish russian billionaire one of the biggest russia uh, one of the biggest uh, diamond producers in the world and there's a famous quote from him they asked him what's the trick to selling diamonds he says the trick to selling diamonds is you have to get people to buy something they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like. If you could get through those three, you're in good hands. Yeah, you don't. Nobody needs it. Nobody's got the money for it. And who are you trying to impress anyway? People you don't like. People. You tell them, that, that's his. Uh, that's that's a famous quote from Love. Yeah, Don't go near. You don't need it. Just stay away. What do you say, Verizon? Okay. But this last idea of the night that a person's wife goes to the mikvah. Not uh, not to have tashmish, not to have relations. What is that talking about? We know it's a mitzvah. Amarav Rav says, This is talking about nida de Okay, what does that mean? When a woman goes to the mikvah too early, she went to the mikvah at night, but it's not yet her time to go to the mikvah. So she went to the mikvah. She's still Tomei. She's saying, even if she went to the mikvah, you got to stay away. Since we know that the uterus is expelling blood, duma the ziva might flow, and uh, that evening during tashmish. Okay, very good. The Rashbam explains another issue. By the way, the Rashbam explains another issue is and and uh, we we handled this earlier in the Masechta, a Very interesting thing to. Uh, we don't have too much time to focus on it, but just to mention, really, you're allowed to go to the mikvah during the day. Anita's allowed to go to the mikvah during the day. On day seven, she's allowed to go, but she has to wait for the night in order to really be tar. What happens is, if a woman goes to the mikvah on day seven, and then she sees a flow of blood, so it ruins the whole mikvah process. If, that's, if she went to the mikvah, saw blood before nighttime, she never got her seven days in. So if the couple happened to have had intercourse before nightfall, retroactively she was anida. And that's what he was telling his, uh, um, you know, that's what he was telling Rebbe to be careful about. Rebbe Yassi, the son Rebbe gave three instructions <laughs> to Rebbe. Don't travel alone at night. Don't stand in front of a a candle, arum, unclothed. And don't go into a new bathhouse because there's. A, you don't need to be the guinea pig. The way they had bathhouses back then is they would to keep the water warm. Is they would put fires underneath the floor of the water, and people would go, and the the fires underneath would keep the waters warm. Well. What if the floor wasn't built stock? Wasn't built, you know, wasn't built strong? He says, if they build new bathhouses, houses, stick with the old ones until the new ones also become old and, and established. Young and new is not always good. Uh, I, w- I would even say it's usually not good. Okay. Ad what's considered new? Amr, Rabbi Shua Levi. says, Ad Moser Once it's been around for 12 months and there's no problems, Start using it. What's this idea, not to stand without any clothes on in front of a candle? The time so I learned the bris, I didn't have a nichve. Um, the mefarshim say. I think it's it's some sort of uh, of uh, mental, like the, it it plays around with the with the brains uh, and the nervous system. And also a person who who doesn't have uh, relations with their wife in modesty also can have children that are nichvin, okay? That uh, if a woman's already pregnant and they have intercourse in that way, in an immodest fashion, out in the, you know, with, with light shining on them, so it can cause these issues as well with the... Uh, with the child, and this is brought down in other ways uh, for for other reasons as well. The primary reason why in, in halacha, this practical halacha, in practical halacha, why relations should not happen under direct light. Now you're allowed to have some light shining in, but relation happen directly under light is they, they say because then couples could start to find imperfections in each other, and and they start focusing on the physical things as opposed to the actual emotional intimacy. Okay. Tanna Rabbanan the rabbis learned, and so should we. Hamishamish al a couple that has intercourse with a sleeping child on the bed, isay tinek nechbe, the, 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 the putting the, the child in danger. V'lo yamal loy havei barshata, this is only true when a kid is less than a year old. Avol havei barshata less than but once the child's already reached the age of one year, there's no problem. V'lo yamal degani there's also an issue. When the kid's lying like right there with them. If the kid's at the head of the bed, there's no problem. Apparently, this has to do with Ruach. If you have a sleeping kid over there and one of the spouses keeps their hand on the sleeping uh, less than year old child, so then there's no danger to the kid. You shouldn't go out alone at night. Tuesday night and Friday night, the person shouldn't go out alone. Because the shade, he and eighteen thousand destructive shadim uh, are walking outside on Tuesday nights and Friday nights. And they, they they're a wild uh, they're a wild bunch, all right. So the a person needs to be um, exceedingly careful about venturing out alone in the dark uh, without anybody around. Also, because if you live in a city, usually these things aren't a problem, right? Don't go, don't go out at night. Now, these this. Uh, Female shade, Igris Bas Mochlas, and her eighteen thousand them that are a rowdy bunch. They used to hang out every night, not only Tuesdays and Fridays. Zimnachada one time, Pagab Rebbe Chanina Ben Daisa. They started up with Rebbe Chanina Ben Daisa. All right, Omrale. She said to Rebbe he loved the machrez on Allah Berakia. If I wouldn't have been instructed by the heavens to not mess with you and your Teira, I would have hurt you. So Rabbi Hanina ben says to her, Lady, um, If I'm actually uh, held in such high regard in the heavens, well, guess what? I am going to take you on get out of town I'm the rabbi and if I'm regarded highly in heaven well I say to you not only are you, aren't you messing with me you ain't messing with nobody get out of here so she said to him come on be nice be nice that's, a, that's pretty harsh you know I mean? We're, we're a bunch of party animals here causing destruction and to kick me out permanently is, you know, th- that ain't cool. You know, it's, it's, please don't do that. Shavukot, says, okay, Tuesday night and Friday night, you guys are allowed to be around. Tuesday night and Friday night. Okay? Um, now, the reason for Tuesday night and Friday night is um, that people are expected to be home on those nights. Friday night families are supposed to be home uh, are supposed to be home together. And on Tuesday night, what happened was, the the marketplaces were open on Mondays and Thursdays. And people from the villages would go to the bigger cities and they'd hear the Kriya and whatever. But Tuesday night goes into Wednesday, so there's less people around. People are usually resting from their, uh, from their travels to the marketplace. So people are usually home Tuesday nights Friday night, we know families are supposed to be home together. It's not the time to be running around to Shalom Zachar's. Yeah, you're supposed to be home. That's when, uh, is it? So he said, All right, those two nights, you can't mess with too many people. We'll let you be home. The Sioux, Zimna Abai, and one time she tried messing with Abai. On um, relations said to him, He loved him, the barakia Izaro bin If they wouldn't have told me to be careful with you and your Torah, so have a Sakantich. I would have hurt you. Um, on he says to her, if I'm taka and held in such high regard in Shemayim, so, then I say to you, get out of here. Apparently, she met him on a Tuesday night or Friday night. And he says, okay, listen, agras bas machlas, if I'm held in such high regard, get out of here. And you cannot be around anymore. So Gemara says, but she's still around. Apparently other people have met her. So even after Abai told her to get out of town, um people uh, apparently she hung around. So, Gemara says, Amri, they said, Ahani, top of tomorrow's daf. ninu de shamte no those the the, the, the shaitan that you see around uh are the ones that are hani gaz yosa ninu. These are um the shade them that are coming from out of town okay the uh, shanti Susya that they bring their tied up horses and these shade them come to kind of return the other they kind of work for the other ones okay this is means like you have shade apparently they're traveling back and forth so this woman and her 18,000 lively uh, crew Whenever you see them around, they're only around because they've been kicked out. Eyes, what are they doing here? Uh, since there's other shade them, their jobs became to, like, return the horses of the other shade them, whatever that means, and they're really on their way out of town. But not, you're never going to see them hanging around town, ever. They're not going to hang around. They might pop in, they might pop out, but they're not going to be hanging around. Why? Because Hanania kicked them out besides for Tuesdays and Fridays, then they messed with Abaye, and Abaye... Uh, Abaye kicked them out permanently and we'll pick up tomorrow morning, Bez Hashem, from the Omar Le'i Rebbe Asi, Ravler of Asi, we'll pick up from here the second line tomorrow morning.